You're listening to the Community Call with host Murray Riley Jr. It's been listening to our previous episodes of the Community Call podcast. We have been away for quite some time now. We're back with a new episode of our of our podcast, and we're hoping that you continue to tune in and be a part of the show. Um, you can find us all over our the previous podcast platforms. Uh, right now, we're currently on uh, Stitcher.com. We are on uh, ApplePodcast.com and other networks that you can sign up and be a part of of the Community Call podcast. We want to thank thank everyone for continuing to be um, consistent listeners of the show, and we're we're going to come back and continue with a new episode of the Community Call coming up in 2023. Um, we also want to start off the show this morning with our with our headlines from this past week. Uh, Brittany Griner is home now, and a uh, playing Karen and Brittany Griner, the WNBA star who spent months in prison in Russia on drug charges, landed in the U.S. this morning. Griner was free following a prison exchange for notorious Russian arms dealer uh, Viktor Blont. Uh, the GOP refusing to celebrate her release. Former President Donald Trump said Griner openly hates our country over her participation in the 2020 racial injustice protests. Others suggest she was less worthy of release than Paul Whelan, a former Marine, Marine who has been detained in Russia since 2018. Uh, we're going to talk about this in a little bit coming up in the show. Uh, Christine Cinema dumps the Democrats and switches over to independent uh, cinema, Senator Cinema, Christine Cinema, who was, who as a Democrat often bedeviled her party for failing to back elements of President Joe Biden's agenda, switched her resignation to in, regi, registration to independent. Her deflection narrows the Senate Democratic Party to 50 seats now. And so uh, I'm, I'm waiting for the guys to tell me how, their feelings on this. Also, House passes respect uh, for Marriage Act, sends historic bill to the Biden. Um, the House passed the respect for, uh, for Marriage Act, sending the historic civil rights bill to President Joe Biden to sign into law. The bill codifies protections for same-sex and interracial marriages. Every Democrat voted for it, uh, along with 39 Republicans, a GOP congresswoman who argued the bill would undermine traditional marriages and cried after the passage. So be it, folks. Also, Biden touts pension plan bailout in a series of small ball economic wins what seemed an underwhelming strategy over his first 22 months in office, but now it looks more like a winning plan since the Democrats outperformed expectations in the midterms. The president touted a $36 billion pension plan uh, bailout that would prevent drastic cuts to some of the 350,000 truck drivers' retirement income uh, and has previously made several announcements, but the, his approval numbers remain low following the election though it appears his strategy may be uh, paying off as as necessary. Uh, one thing that I will say uh, at this moment, everyone, is that we do uh, know the president has been consistently working toward trying to get some of these major bills passed, especially with the unions. I think this is another a win for the president, even though it may not seem uh, in that sense of it, but it is a major win for him. Uh, Tim Scott is a, is fundraising by emailing people that their heat will be turned off. Shame on him. Shame on him for that one. Uh, 
your heat will be turned off. Emergency notice reads in an incredibly misleading December message sent out by Senator Tim Scott's um, campaign. The alarming email notification isn't an emergency overdue heating bill. It's Scott's campaign asking for money. Uh, shame on them if they go in this direction. First gen, first gen congressman elect has a DC a DC apartment application rejected. Rep. Uh, elect Maxwell or, or Alondro Frost of Florida, who will be the first Gen, Gen Z member of Congress, said his application to rent a, a Washington apartment was rejected due to bad credit score. I have a bad credit score because I ran up a lot of debt running for Congress for a year and a half. Didn't make enough money from Uber Uber itself to pay for my living expenses, Frost explained. Also, the Florida GOP lawmaker who's, who sponsored Don't Say Gay Bill resigns after fraud charges. A Florida Republican who sponsored the, the state's controversial Don't Say Gay Bill resigned after, after he was indicted on charges of defrauding the government of coronavirus relief funds. State Rep. Joe Harding was charged with illegally obtaining or trying to obtain more than $150,000 in pandemic loans uh, meant to go to small businesses during the pandemic. And these are our headlines for this past week. We want to thank everyone for, for listening to the Community Call podcast. We appreciate you so much for tuning in and being a part of the show wherever you are across America and across the world. And I tell you what, folks, I'm excited to be back again to share with you a little bit of, of our political insight on today. Uh there's a lot that we can talk about. I could tell you that much. Um, there's so many things that I want to try to cover in this episode of the call. Um, and we do have our, our senior panelist, Michael, with us here. Uh, we're going to bring him into the show right now. Hello, Michael. Welcome to the show. Hey, hey Murray. Thank you so much. Hello to everybody. And a special Happy holidays in advance. Merry Christmas to all those like myself who celebrate Christmas and looking forward to it. Um, I had a little bit of um, connection problems myself, so I apologize. And I missed the opening monologue of the great, highly esteemed Mr. Murray Riley Jr. But um, one of the things that's very passionate in my um in my mind right now is the release of Brittany Grimes. I'm sure we'll be discussing that uh, momentarily as I had posted in our um, panelist chat box of um, of um, pretty much my position um, and why I'm so passionate about it. So. There's, there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot going on with the Britney Griner situation. She came home to a lot of fanfare. Some folks who are not too pleased with the fact that she was released. Uh, and in the situation, uh, Paul Whelan has been waiting since 2018 to be released to Michael. And so there uh, there's a lot to say about this situation. I got a lot to say about. Okay, I got a lot to say about that also, and to lay out some real truth and some facts to debunk the right-wing criticism of what has transpired. 
You know, they're well, playing, playing that Biden for this, and it's like, uh-uh, no. Just truly, about to lay, um, to lay out some hardcore facts here and lay down some tough love and truth. Yeah, but one thing I will say about this situation, we all there was so much uh, anticipation of her release. Um, we gave up the we gave up a lot to get her released. Um, we uh, we gave up the Merchant of Death. Um, a lot of people were in disagreement with in disagreement with us giving up the Merchant of Death because he's gonna go right back to Russia, pick up where he left off, uh, and. There you go. You have a whole bunch of folks who are talking about this situation from their aspects of it. Uh, my thing is, um, the lesser of the two evils would be the fact that we got Brittany Griner back. I would have loved for us to got Paul Whelan back in this two-for-one deal because the Merchant of Death is going to go back and do what he was doing before. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, Vladimir Putin is going to welcome him back with open arms and having him back in Russia is a plus, Michael. So this whole situation is kind of, kind of, kind of shady. Not shady. Um, my thoughts go out to Brittany Griner and and her family and everybody who's been who's been patiently waiting for her return to the country, and and giving their thoughts and prayers for her re- safe return. And now she's back. My thoughts and prayers go out. Continue to go out to Paul Whelan and his family who are patiently waiting for him to be released as well. I was hoping that this thing was going to be a two for one, Michael, but the situation just from, from everything that I was reading and hearing, um, the situation was going to be topsy turvy in the first place. And the, the, the president did all that he could. Uh, and with the help of, 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 of his team to try to bring Brittany Griner back and Paul Whelan back The Russians refused to do this a two for one. Um, my thing is the merchant of the death. He's it should have been a two for one because he's that much of a value to have in prison, because all the stuff that he was putting out there in the world, uh, and his his esteemed assistance in helping Al Qaeda and other terrorist organizations by selling weapons to them, and and just profiting off that situation right there as a whole. Um, um, hopefully, we'll hear some more from from the situation. I hope that uh, Paul Whelan has a chance to come home too so we can put to bed the the other side from making this a race a a race type situation, a a a a, a situation where the president chose Brittany Griner over Paul Whelan. Uh, in my opinion, this was this was neither here nor there with it. It just happened that it just happened to be that way. Well we need to remember we need to remember a couple of things. Number one, it was, and I've been watching the television, the Sunday morning talk show circuit, and following up, following up with um, some of these um, investigative reporters, and they were saying that it was Vladimir Putin that pretty much called the shots here and said that, yeah, in exchange for this, this um this Russian um, mobster, if I can use that term, some people may call him a terrorist, uh, I'll give you Brittany Grimes. Now, Brittany Grimes, uh, she was accused of a particular crime that was deemed far less severe than that of Paul Whelan, 
you know, Paul Whelan was accused of spying on Russia, and um, Brittany Grimes pretty much the charges she was faced with all trumped up charges. Pun intended, no pun intended, you pick it. thing is that she shouldn't have been there to begin with because, according to legal experts, um, the contents that she had did not match up to warranting criminal charges. It came close to the borderline. But as we know about Vladimir Putin wanting to twist and turn things around and fabricate stuff or escalating um, tensions where it shouldn't have been, making mountains out of molehills, don't we know a certain person here in the U.S. who has had three to four hours private talks with Putin while he was in the White House? Ah, Mr. 45 himself. And, Absolutely, he you does. know, so two of them, two of them are discussed, two of them are like thinking alike, um, always wanting to fabricate things, you know, pretty much lying to the people. Let's just point out that lying to the people. And I want to say this to these Republicans who want to blast this kind of exchange, and especially Kevin McCarthy, who said, we're going to turn and exchange a Russian arms dealer for that. I'm quoting him. And the fact he referred to was Brittany Griner, who happens to be African-American, who happens mm-hmm. to be a female, who happens to be a lesbian. And Mr. McCarthy is on record, as well as many of these Republicans, on record for talking and spewing hateful rhetoric towards people of color, towards women, and especially towards those in the LGBTQ communities, all of whom have had targets on their backs, on our backs, because you and I, Murray, are people of color. We've had targets on our backs, and thus there are good portraits of those within our population that have been victimized by subsequent physical violence committed by those from those MAGA Republicans. MAGA means those are Trump supporters. And make no mistake, Kevin McCarthy is a Trump supporter. Been kissing up to Trump for the longest time, as well as a lot of these other Republicans. Now, why do I bring up Trump? Because when Paul Whelan was arrested and detained by Russia, that was back in 2016 or 2018. I think it was 2016. <clears throat> Excuse me. All in all, it was during the beginning of what of Trump's time in the White House. Trump had a good two to four years to get this man out and did nothing about it. Nothing. I stress the word, nothing about it. Instead, Trump's been engaging in highly criminal activity, white-collar crimes, avoiding taxes, hiding his taxes, inciting violence towards those who are critical of him, who ask uh, critical questions of him, 
he has been engaging and initiating in domestic terrorism to try to turn our democracy into an autocracy. Meanwhile, you have an American who has been detained by a common enemy, a common global enemy, and Trump did nothing to try to get him back home in the U.S. And this was well before the Brittany Grimes situation. Now, it goes right back to raising, again, that light bulb and that red flag as to what in the world was Trump and Putin discussing behind closed doors for four hours in that summit in Helsinki. And that remains a major uh, mystery. And when you come across things like this, you can't help but wonder if that was indeed one of the issues. The summit in Helsinki, again, was during the time um, that Wheeler was already captured. And, of course, Trump was um, in the White House and when working considerably close with um, Putin. And now Wheeler is accused of being a spy, an American spy against Russia. Uh, and which the Americans, uh, our Americans, have vehemently denied. It makes me wonder if Wheeling was maybe an investigative reporter that might have, who knows, um, uncovered some um, damaging revelations. Like I said, Putin had more of an interest keeping Wheeling secured than um keeping Brittany Grimes secured. So, you know, you had to get, you had to take what you get. And remember, when Republicans were in office, this was back to George Bush, um, George W. Bush, his father, rest his soul, and even Ronald Reagan, rest his soul. The idea that they have shared was no deals, goodbye. Can you imagine if Donald Trump was still president, he was in no deals, knowing his temperament probably cursed out the um, opposition, and Lord knows what could have happened to Brittany Grimes, as well as um, Paul Whelan, for that matter. Paul Whelan still remains alive, thank God, but is not free yet, like Brittany Grimes is free. And I, I can just sense that given Ms. Grimes' um, identity as a person of color, as a female, as someone of an LGBTQ community, um, all three of which Putin, like Trump, opposes. What could have happened to her had she remained in custody? So people got to really take into account of that. Um, can I make one more statement as well on this topic? And this really goes towards the Republican Party, and particularly Ted Cruz. Now, it was revealed last Thursday or Friday that Mr. Cruz's daughter was rushed to the hospital because she, because um, self-inflicting wounds. And it was because that on social media, on a social media outlet, either she or someone had revealed 
that she is bisexual. And there are some reports confirming to that of her identity and thus would have her part of the LGBTQ community. Uh, Mr. Cruz, before this occurrence, is among the very same Republicans that have been on public airwaves denouncing and attacking and ridiculing the LGBTQs in a most harshest way, at times nearly running or identically running the hateful rhetoric that would be defined under Trumpism. Mm -hmm. And thus thus now, the people that you have been attacking, surprise, surprise, you come to learn that one of those are someone, excuse me, within your own family or someone within your own or someone that you know well enough. Mr. Cruz now asks for privacy as he and his family deal with this. I know there are some people who say, you got a lot of audacity asking for privacy when you violate the privacy of our family, of our friends. You know, mm-hmm. I'm alongside with the Cruz um, critics, but I can reserve my commentary against Cruz um, for the time being, and heaven forbid he engages in the same rhetoric, then the cat is going to come out of the bag on the part of yours truly, reminding everybody of what he has said, what happened on his side, and so forth and so on. Because we've seen the same kind of um, games and back and forth stuff not just on his part, but the Republicans' part, when they say, oh, we've had it with Trump, we've had it with Trump, and then they go right back to him. So I well, want to see what's this... going to happen here in terms well, of, this is a... has he finally learned his lesson? And the lesson, ladies and gentlemen, is to stop the hate, stop the ridiculing, stop the attacks and inciting violence, because your rhetoric, whether you know it or not, you could be inflicting someone within your family or a friend who has somebody in their family. You could be inflicting pain and putting a target on their back. Then what? Start promoting peace and love and stop the doggone hate. Well, this is the thing I want to say, and I appreciate you for 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 you giving us your, your surmise on this situation with the with, uh, Ted Cruz and and what's going on. And I didn't tell you, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Murray. I didn't tell you why this was so personal and passionate to me. And I apologize to everybody because I'm trying to be so, I'm trying to compose my temper right now, but I do have family and friends in the LGBTQ. So I just want to state that for the record. Um, at this point, we all do. We just want to make sure that there's clear understanding that the, that this message is not muted. This is a great message for everyone to understand how the exchanges go between um, liberals and conservatives when it comes to um, personal personal choices, when it comes to life, lifestyles, and, and, and those situations. Um, there's nothing wrong with being passionate about that because that's something that we all should be concerned with and have some passion in, in relationship to this. Um, 
one thing that I, as we move away from the Griner situation and what was going on with that, um, as I stated earlier here in the show, my thoughts and, and prayers continue to go out to Paul Whalen's family. Um, they've been waiting patiently for their loved one to come home, Michael. Um, we we want to extend to everyone our concern for Paul Whalen. Um, I'm asking that the, if the administration happens to listen to this show, that we do our best to bring Paul Whalen home. We we need to do what we have to do to get him at home as well. Um, 2018 is 2022. That's quite a while to be locked up. Um, we're moving into a new year here, um, the holiday season. It would, what a great Christmas present it would be to have Paul Whalen back in on America's soil as well, Michael. Um, not taking anything away from the from Brittany Griner and her situation. Um, yes, it was traumatic. Yes, it was awful. Um, all those things that you can name in 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 what happened to her in Russian custody. Yes, um, those things are are were very detrimental. The same things that happened to her are the are the very same things that happened to Paul Whelan as well. And so we want to make sure people understand that there is no bias in what we're saying here. They, they, these are American, American citizens. They both deserve to be home after being held in captivity. Yeah. Now, now, as we move forward, we want to also bring up the situation with Ted Cruz and some of his responses. As I always tell people, you know the book by what's written inside it. And this is another example of you know this man. We know the rhetorical talk that he uses against the LBGT community and others, uh, minority communities as well. These folks continue to take a stand against equality uh, across the board and not just black and white and not just LBG, LBGT and everyone else. We're just talking about Americans in general. Sometimes your opinion can weigh so much, even though when your opinion weighs that much, it, it lends itself to those people who continue to have this narrative that America's gone too far left and not staying in the center. So those are the choices that people make to say. Um, you can condemn what he says, but we have to move on to as well. We we want to continue to talk about um, uh, our hot topics for the day and some of our political views. As, as we heard Michael share his political views on on the situation with Griner, uh, with Brittany Griner and Ted Cruz and, and, and that situation. But we also want to talk about um, recent the recent election of of Raphael Warnock back to the Senate after a after a hard fought after a hard fought victory over Herschel Walker to make it back to Congress to make it back to the Senate. Um, hats off to everyone involved with the Warnock campaign and 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 helping him um, secure. His his six year term as a senator in the U.S. Senate, uh, what a campaign it was between Warnock and and Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker did all he could to try to to try to claim this seat. Um, hats off to everyone in the Georgia communities who voted for Raphael Warnock. Um, um, hats off to President Obama who made a double trip to Georgia to help Warnock win this seat. Thank you, Mr. President, for helping. Um, Raphael win the seat back. Um, if if you were yeah. close, I would give you, I would give you a hug and shake your hand because there was a lot of nonsensical things coming from Herschel Walker. You had some very staunch Republicans in Georgia who refused to vote for Herschel Walker. 
I think even some of those Republicans who refused to vote for Herschel Walker had to cross party lines and just vote for Warnock. They may not say it out in public, but I'm pretty sure there was a lot of conversations held behind closed doors about choosing between Warnock and Herschel Walker, Michael. And so uh, what's your feeling on this? We all celebrated We all celebrated in the thread uh, in relationship to um, Raphael Warnock winning. What's your thoughts on it? Where do I start with this? Well, I think the ultimate problem for Mr. Walker was the constant making up stories, the constant lying that was going on, as well as problems with multiple women coming forth and saying what the way, you know, Walker's been, the child support, um, the the multiple um, stories of abortion. I mean, Walker has been contradicted in so many ways. You can even say he's he's been contradicted north, south, east, and west. And and it's become more evident of the question of his integrity, integrity and credibility. When you go back to the debate that he had with uh, Mr. Warnock. Um, Walker didn't want to heed to the debate rules as he and Warnock had signed and agreed to. And then on top of that, during the debate, he pulls out a prop, and then he's going to say, this ain't a prop. And then Marjorie had to say, it is a prop. But he pulled out the fake badge. And that fake badge was in result or response to Raphael Warnock appropriately saying that Walker pretends to be a police officer when he's not. And Warnock saying that I don't pretend to be anything. I'm me. And so, you know, in so many words. So it came down to are you going to side with a person? And Raphael Warnock, who's been straight up with everybody, who has an exemplary record in serving the people, or you're going to side with a, a person in the name of Herschel Walker who can't get his act straight, who can't get his story straight, and who is being flouted by Republicans like Lindsey Graham, who knows full well that the guy does not qualify to be a, a U.S. senator and represent the people of Georgia. And a lot of people saw, Murray, that Mr. Walker is one of several, and I've got to say this, one of several people of color chosen by Republicans like Lindsey Graham, like Donald Trump, like, um, what's his name, Tucker Carlson, I'm talking about the far-right punditry that are also among the MAGA regimes, that they might have some people of color on their side as yes-men or yes-women that keep your mouth shut, do what we say, and we'll get along just fine. No, they sh- this shouldn't have been. And sorry to say, and I heard you criticize Tim Scott earlier for a foolish move that he made. 
He's another one of those Republicans that are just siding with the party and being bunched. Another yes man. You're supposed to be standing for integrity, credibility, truth, and justice, be abiding by the law and the Constitution, not fulfilling the unlawful and unconstitutional wishes of the many members of the party that decided to trash and who this state are aligning themselves with a man who said he wants to terminate the Constitution. You want to terminate something that you took an oath to. And that's the problem with this Republican Party. You guys took oaths, the same oath going into office, and then you just trashed it and throw it in the garbage or put it underneath the desk and think you're going to just do what you want or do what uh, certain figureheads tell you to. And you cannot do that. And that's why Walker lost as well as he should have. This this whole situation was just was just pretty much uh, uh, a a a a battle for a, a battle for common sense, Michael. Because some of the stuff Walker was saying was just just beyond beyond common sense talking for folks. You know, everybody talked about his behavior, past, present whatever Walker was doing in the past, his behavior became a, a hot topic all of a sudden. Well, his speeches, <laughs> his speeches became a hot topic too. Uh, the vampire and, and the werewolf. Like the vampires. Oh my goodness. The, the, the stories of, 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 of commonality with people that you don't have nothing in common with came up too. And oh, I'm like, really, 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 this is where you are, Herschel, with, and then he's gonna talk about Warnock. He's not. He's not capable. He's not. He's not what you think as a pastor. And oh, and it was just ludicrous what what Walker was saying about Raphael Warnock, who's who's a graduate of where Morehouse College. He graduated seminary. Give me a break, people. Congratulations to Voted for Warnock in Georgia, and I'm, I'm and I'm going to be the first person to say it. Congratulations to any Republican who had to make this great decision to vote for common sense over crazy. They voted for Herschel. Some good Republicans in Georgia voted for Raphael Warnock. Some of those good Republicans decided to not vote for Herschel Walker because of the uncommonality of him versus Warnock. Let's just be honest about this thing. And uh, what do you think? What, what do and you, you think know what that? else? And you know what else was crazy also? And this prompted, it's one of the reasons why uh, former President Barack Obama decided not once but twice um, campaign for Raphael Warnock because Mr. Obama was brought into this in a negative and highly falsified manner on the part of Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker is going to make some commentary about playing basketball with Mr. Obama and beating him. 
And Obama was like, he treated us as a sideshow as well as he should have. Um, not only was that um, unfactual in Walker beating Obama in basketball, but if I understood correctly, the two never met on the basketball court to to begin with. So why are you, are is you, are, are you are you telling me that the, the, the game never happened? He lied. That's what I'm hearing. That they never had a, a match on the basketball court, and and that's why Obama was um, stumping for Warnock because he wanted to set the record straight in terms of whatever whatever Walker says about him and Obama and the two having met in a basketball court for some rounds. Supposedly, never happened. Never happened. I I guess what that's what you call having a vivid imagination if you want if you say sir because that's what it seems yes to, to me that's what happened with this with with this whole thing Michael yes exactly and and, it, and again it's just one of the you know the crazy stupid things that Walker has been saying and along with the thing with the vampire stuff. And we we just discussed the numerous lies that he has stated and a lot of inaccuracies he um, pointed out. And then you ask him a simple common sense question, he'll turn around and get it wrong. You know, I got to confess that I created a joke and I said, it's people that are off their rockers, I would put Herschel Walker in the same category. But my joke was, you heard about the term pop quiz. There's some people that think a pop quiz is a test to perform the dance, the electric boogie. And that was my joke, but it was sarcasm. It was humor, but it's also to illustrate at where have we gone now? Where have we come to with people who have that kind of mentality? Would Herschel Walker but, think but, something like but, that? I don't know. But, but, but you got to understand. But you got to understand. You got to understand how. I hear you laughing too, Murray. <laughs> because it was this. This whole thing was an episode of. It was an episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> Yes. I, I mean, yes. It, it was. It was that. It was that ridiculous. Okay, if Trump went and got Walker to to be a a college graduate from Morehouse College, a a religious scholar, a man about the people, and everything that you could think of, and it didn't work. What that says about you, <laughs> folks who want to bring. But then, lo and behold. But then, lo and behold, there was also a report that Mr. Walker never graduated from college. I don't even know uh, if the guy even went to college. But yeah, let's talk again, about let's talk a lot about of claims. There were a lot of claims that were made and debunked against him. And I have to admit, I've lost track of them. But the the content and the issues and the allegations are stacked quite high. It's like, how do you sort one from the other? You know, you got a lot of things to fact check on. So we, we 
we can really get down to the bottom of this. But I yeah, will say this, there has been a lot of, yeah, I know well, it's over right now. It's over right now, but remember, Marie, we thought the nightmare was over. A lot of people on outside thought the nightmare was over when we voted Trump out of the White House. And apparently that's not the case here. I will not put, I will not put it past Herschel Walker unless he came clean and finally admitted that he was used by the Republican Party, just to say the least, that he shouldn't have run for political office. Because look at the damage that has been uncovered. Look at the damage that he's done to you himself. Mean, mean, and or mean, uh, look at the damage that the Republican leadership has done to him. Well, okay, first. We want to bring Victor into the show. Vic, Victor, welcome to the show, sir. Uh, we're gonna. Thank you. I, I, I want, I want to say hey, this you. before you come on. I want to say this before you come on, Victor. We want to thank everyone for listening to the show this morning. And I tell you what, if you haven't, and I'm going to encourage everyone to go back and watch all of the stuff that was being said on MSNBC. Uh, all my favorite folks that all the political folks on MSNBC did a wonderful job painting this narrative of Herschel Walker being incapable of being a senator. I want to thank Joy Reid, everybody, everybody on MSNBC who who came out and, and just painted this picture of Herschel, Herschel Walker being the most unqualified person you could find to be a U.S. senator. That's like that's like asking. The Joker to be over Batman, which would never happen. And it, the political nonsense, the political nonsense that came from all of that. And folks still and folks are still walking around with Herschel Walker t-shirts on and, and hats on in Georgia. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me, folks? But congratulations to Reverend Warnock for, for a hard fought victory. Um, congratulations to the Democratic Party for pulling that thing off in Georgia. Uh, uh, folks are saying Georgia is more of a purple, somewhat purple state at this moment. I still say there's there's much work to do. Stacey Abrams didn't. She came up short with her campaign to, to win the governorship over there. Uh, uh, congratulations to her and her ground game for getting people to come out and vote in the first place. We all know this. Victor, jump into conversation. What do you think, sir? Okay. Um, there are so many things. First, I'm like you. Congratulations, uh, Senator Reverend Raphael Warnock, who pastor Ebenezer Baptist Church, the church that was pastored by um, Dr. Martin Luther King Sr. and uh, Reverend Martin Luther King Sr. and Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. So the legacy of Martin Luther King lives on. Second, uh, for the people who vote Republican, who voted for Herschel Walker anyway, knowing that he was qualified, I want to bring up something. I can remember back in 2008 when Barack Obama was running for president. Barack Obama had my full support. I would have a conservative come telling me, oh, you're only voting for him because he's black. So to those who still voted for Herschel Walker, you only voted for him because he's Republican. He had no skills, no strategy. He lied about party. 
you know, it's like um the actress Isha Ray. They was uh, she was at a awards show. They said, "Who you vote? Who you um hope to who?" Let me get, let me start over. Isha Ray was at an awards show. They said, "Who do do you want to win?" She said, "Anybody black." She was criticized. So this is what the Republican doing. Anybody Republican, no matter what. And you have um Carrie Lake. I think that's the name of Arizona still trying to fight contested an election that he clearly lost because now we see with all these election deniers, all these uh, ring nuts that was um, put in place by 45 are losing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, this is the thing that that got me, Victor, was this narrative that that Republicans were painting in Georgia about Warnock being toxic, uh, being abusive. They even got his ex-wife, all the commercials, all that stuff that they were trying to do with Warnock in that situation. Uh, my thing was, we all knew better. I think everyone knew better of the situation because of the knowledge that was being shared by Warnock about being, I'm not just going to be your senator as a Democrat. I'm going to be a senator for everyone in in the state of Georgia. Integrity, integrity was a big thing for me when 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 people speak that way, they're speaking of their integrity. And so his integrity came out in 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 in, in the campaign speeches and his travels across Georgia in the and in, in the commercials that were being produced, the integrity said more to me than anything else. Herschel could have talked from from Mount Sinai. It wasn't going to do any good. It, no. Everybody saw through him. Everybody saw through him. And even even good Republicans, did. even good yeah. Republicans, and I'm saying it. I'm, I'm I can't believe I'm saying it, but I'm gonna say it. Even good it's Republicans true. who had to re- even good Republicans refused to do it because it just was um, a how about the situation. How about the Lieutenant Governor of Georgia who spoke against Walker? He was the one that said the only reason that Walker is a Senate candidate is because he played football for the University of Georgia and won a Heisman Trophy. That's it. Nothing else. He had no other credentials. Um, let's let's look at something else. I want to kind of um, look at something else because, see, what I'm trying to prove here is how Republicans do things half-hearted. You know, and they they expect you not to know the full facts, but yet trying to um, pull you in. Okay, Brittany Griner has been freed from prison in Russia. Thank you, Lord. I'm happy. She's back home now in the United States. So instead of Republicans saying, hey, thank God that she's freed, they're saying, oh, they they should have freed um, Reeling, Paul Reeling. Okay, let's look at Paul Reilly's track record. Paul Reilly was a Marine. Yes, a Marine that had gotten court-martialed, a Marine that got a bad conduct discharge, a Marine that had plenty infractions with the military while he served. So, unfortunately, he didn't serve honorably. Do I wish he get home? Yes, I do. But to try to make it seem like that, you know, he was a man that was completely wronged, I mean, it's not. Be thankful that um, Brittany Griner got home. President Biden is still working on getting Rellin home. Because 
it was the guy that Obama got back home, Bud Dog, I believe that was his name. Republican criticized his military record, but yet they're trying to blind eye the real records. Exactly, exactly. So they tell you these have truths, and they tell you they have truths for you to believe when they they, they they expect you not to look into the full thing. But anybody with knowledge like you, Michael, myself, Bill, Charlene, we see the whole thing. We see oh, the yeah. hard truth. Someone told me yeah. today, the hard truth is a whole lie. <laughs> Absolutely. There's no such thing as a little white lie. There never was. There never was a, a, no such thing as a little white lie. My, I have, I have issues with how this whole situation just kind of took took on the narrative of I'm the better candidate simply because I am a Heisman Trophy winner, simply because Donald Trump picked me and and I deserve this mental. Uh, at least rational folks in Georgia decided to say, heck no. Herschel, you can go back home to Texas. Yes, folks, Herschel moved himself to Georgia to run for that seat from Texas. Okay, has a home, has a residence in Texas. You crossed all the way back over to Georgia to run for that seat. Thank goodness, and I'm going to say it again, thank goodness for common sense Republicans who decided not to vote for him. Got to give them a little bit of credit. Got to give them credit for choosing not to do it. And rational, rational thinking people decided not to do it. Michael, come back in. Tell me, tell me your point of view on this because you said that there were some things that uh, there were some other shenanigans afoot at the same time this was going on. What What are your thoughts, sir? Well, in explaining as to since we were touching base on Georgia and uh, in the Senate race. Um, that touched base also on the governor's race. You mentioned, someone mentioned Stacey Abrams coming up short. South Demings came up short in the Florida um, Senate race as well. The thing is, the Republican shenanigans, that being the gerrymandering. And because of the gerrymandering and the shifting of congressional districts, um, that affected as to how and where people were able to vote. And even, thank God, Senator Warnock won his re-election and now is able to serve a full term. He debunked, the auto, he automatically debunked a right-wing talking point that surfaced after he won, saying, the right-wing is saying, see, there is no... Um, suppression of votes. There is no um there is there is no um what's that word? Voting disenfranchisement because Democrats what um got their man, they won and all that stuff. And Warnock said, uh uh-uh, uh, just hold the horses there. If you got predominantly people of color forced to stand on long lines because you decided to have everyone go to one location, I'm just paraphrasing here, one location to cash your vote, and then if you couldn't stay on the line, you're gone for the day. No, that's voting suppression right there because you would not do that to the average white person 
that is a registered Republican, you may it's easy for um, uh, registered Republicans to vote with no hassle. Why aren't you doing that for people of color? And remind everybody that it was Warnock who had to take the matter to court, federal court, and won in his argument saying why are his supporters being um, blocked in so many ways of voting with the same ease and the same convenience as those that are voting from the right. And isn't it ironic that when you look at Arizona, I forgot the lady, her last name was Blake, who lost the governor um, race. And she said that, (laughs) I can't help but not laugh at this, she says that her supporters were forced to stand on long lines to wait to vote. You're complaining about that, but you were rah, rah, rahing when the Republicans passed that to keep people of color from voting. But alas, you turn around and you reap what you sow, and your voters are now subject to the same conditions. Oh, you expected that the laws wouldn't apply to people on your side, but just to those that are your opponents because they're are uh, those of color, those are uh, Democrats, those are part of the LGBTQ um, communities that have every single right to vote and right to vote with no freaking hassles as you did? Ah, ain't that the pot calling the kettle black, ladies and gentlemen? It's funny. It's funny how it's funny how this narrative got painted. It's funny how this whole narrative got painted, and people think this was this was one of the greatest moments ever that Walker would even consider being a senator. It was just a laughable time to me. I just think that um, Trump had his his hand picked his hand picked candidates, and every one of them failed to secure a seat a seat in this midterm election. Uh, and we managed to secure that 51st seat um, with the Warnock win. And now we're back to 50 seats. Let's talk about Christine Cinema, guys. Uh, she, Christ, she Christ jumped the Cinema. Yeah. And you're right. And you're right. I'm sorry. I'm saying you're right. It's funny and it's not funny. Yeah. Christine Cinema decided to become an independent. Uh, and, and this moment was this moment was just uh, one of those moments that were unexpected. I think some arm twisting was going on in the background with this. Some Republicans got to her, had to. Yes, I'm saying it, folks. Some folks got to Christine Cinema to make this decision. I'm pretty sure Democrat. Some Republicans got in her ear and started talking about what she should do with her seat. Um. Guys, what are, what are your thoughts? Uh, I, mean, I, I want Vic. I want Victor to chime in on this because yeah. this this is a big this is a big one because that seat gave us a majority. Now that she's an independent, now now uh, Murray, now what's actually, gonna, now what's, that's not really. Go ahead. Uh, here's the deal: we got Bernie Sanders, independent of um, Vermont. I can't remember the senator's name out of um, Maine. He's independent. They both still caucus with Democrats. 
As a matter of fact, we know in Bernie's his last two presidential campaigns, he ran as a Democrat. Um, mm-hmm. Kirsten Cinema is more than likely still got a Demo- um, caucus with the Democrats. But at the same time, she's trying to win re-election in Arizona. She don't think she can mm-hmm. win as a Democrat. So she's decided to run as an independent because there are Democrats that are um, going to primary her like crazy. Because, you know, she and Joe Manchin have always been those indecisive votes. So right now she's running for her political life. And, and this is why I believe she um, registered now as independent, because she won't those who's up in the air to vote for her come the next election. But well, let me step in for, let, like, let me step in. Sure, let me step in for a second. Okay. So you don't think that there are some some Republicans who crossed over and said, "Look, you can you can be on the fence when you want to." Now, if you're trying to oh, secure yeah. a win in now, if you're trying to secure a win in Arizona, you might need to be on the fence a little bit and not do all this liberal agenda like you think if you want to win this seat again in Arizona. So I'm pretty sure there was because, some arm, some arm twisting yeah. going on there. Had to be because for her she, to come right out. Let's look at yeah, let's look at Arizona. Arizona had Republican candidates. The late great John McCain came from Arizona, Republican. The late Barry Goldwater, a Republican that John McCain replaced, who convinced most of your Southern Democrats to become Republican back in 1964 when Lyndon Johnson signed the Civil Rights Act. Uh, I know I'm going way back a little bit, but stay with me here. So it's a valid point, Jeff though. It's Flake, a valid point. Yeah, Jeff Flake, if you remember, Republican. He he chose not to run for re-election because of the fact that he could not stick with Trump agenda. So now you had two Democratic senators out of Arizona, Mark Kelly, who is the husband of uh, Gabby Gifford, who was the congresswoman, the one that got shot because of Sarah Palin crosshair um, on certain districts. So yeah. Have the two Democratic senators out of Arizona, which is highly unusual, just like two Democratic senators out of Georgia, because the kookiness of the 45 and MAGA crowd, it's just very thin, because people see their stuff don't make any sense. So she, she's afraid that two Democratic senators in Arizona will not last. So like you said, Republicans did get in her head and say, you need to be independent. That way, you can pretty much pick what you want because mm-hmm. that's what she mm-hmm. and Joe Manchin been doing. And see, when we got, uh, when the Democrat had gotten fifty-one, that took away her um, bargaining power because she could have said, "I don't want this." But then you have Kamala Harris who can give the fifty-foot vote, and whatever she said don't even make a difference. So now she wants to be relevant again. She wants to be uh, reelected, and she wants to have some kind uh, of relevancy. I see where you're going, and you know what? It makes plenty of sense now. And it, it, I'm pretty sure even Joe Manchin had a little something to do with this decision too, because you know you live in two you live in two parallel states where you have those those independent voters who always cross political lines and vote for either party, and 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 sometimes these folks have the conscience to do it. And sometimes I think it's all politically motivated in any way because they feel like whoever is the heavy is the person that's going to be the one who wears the crown. And that's not the case in this situation. Warnock won. And I think that when he won, 
the conversation started with her probably because Warnock was the 51st senator. And now that you don't have a 51st senator, you only have 50 senators because she's an independent now. And that makes Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris, the time vote breaker for any any decision making that goes on in the Senate as long as she's the vice president. The fact remains is that Democrats had an opportunity to coalesce with Christine Sinema and say, don't go, don't go. Yeah, it's going to be tough. You're in a purple state, kind of, sort of. Let me let me clarify what I'm going to say. Kind of, sort of, in a purple state that still has pinkish ideas, if I, if I dare say that, because there's a lot of Arizonans who have that narrow sense of being somewhat, uh, uh, I'm a liberal, but I still have Republican views. Uh, and then you have liberals who feel like, uh, I'm a liberal, but I still have independent uh, viewpoints when it comes to making decisions about an economy, about about where we're going with our health care and Social Security and, and employment. All these things comes up in conversations over dinner tables between husbands and wives and, and so on and so forth who who are parallel in their thinking, whether I'm a, a what are we? Most husbands and wives are, what are we? You, it, most of the time over dinner tables, we, we're discussing it with our wives. And we're talking about what are we? Are we are we liberals? Are we Republicans? Or are we independents? Or are we just out here floating around? Which one are we? And so that's, that's where the difficulty is. It goes deeper than that. I, yeah, I, go ahead. What's your viewpoint? Because, I mean, we can do a show on this one all day long because the, the an open discussion about where you stand politically could take forever to, to kind of right itself, Michael. Because a lot of people like Christine Cinema, Joe Manchin, which Victor has bought up, are those type people who go back home and have to face Republicans. And they have to face them well, and say and, and, and the, the thing that they have to face is when Republicans ask them the question, why did you vote for that? Why did you support that? You have to have a reason why you decided to vote and support something. You can't go back to your constituents and say, oh, well, you know, I just wanted to be a party. I'm, 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 I'm a party line figure. And so that's why you have what you have now. Imagine Walker being in the Senate and just going, going along with the flow. You know, and that's, that's see, the difficulty. Go ahead. Go ahead, Michael. But see, here's the situation that, first off, it's cinema who is up for re-election sooner than Joe Manchin. Even though both of them share a lot of blame or responsibility as to why there are key certain issues, such as the Voting Rights Act, such as the um, George Floyd bill, not having been passed in the Senate because of those two holdups. And the thing is, is that, you know, you want to talk about constituents. It was Joe Manchin that was running away from his constituents to where his constituents had to find him at his yacht party and crash in on his party, asking him, why are you voting this way? Why are you voting that way? These are registered Democrats who voted him in because he campaigned on a set of issues that he said he was going to take care of. And then when he gets into office, now he's doing 
a complete 180 degree and seems to be siding with um, Republicans. Now, this <clears throat> leads to Kirsten Cinema, and that's her name, Kirsten Cinema, with Arizona. She was doing the same thing, but she doesn't speak to her constituents at all. She will not even speak to um, media reporters, political reporters, explain herself why she's voting this way, why she's voting that way, what is it that she wants to see happening, nothing, not a doggone thing, but her voting records on the, these critical and many critical issues have been highly questionable. And if you remember, Marie, I raised the question as to if there were Republicans that were getting into Joe Manchin's here, if they were especially getting into Kirsten Sinema's here. And it's like, why else would Mitch McConnell be on record singing his praises towards Kirsten Sinema, for example? And that has happened. You know, and the thing, and the thing is, is that Kirsten Sinema right now is in a political fight for her life for her political career. And yes, she definitely would have been primary had she stayed as um, a Democrat. And now she decides to go independent thinking that at least she knows she can go right to the general election and just face the general election without having to pass through uh, a primary hurdle. Unless there's some kind, unless if there's another Arizona independent that want to primary her along those lines. But a lot of people have viewed her also as the female version of Joe Lieberman. And Joe Lieberman, as you know, was a former Connecticut senator. And why would they see her as that? Because she's pretty much doing the same thing in terms of switching parties um, as Joe Lieberman did. But see, here's the major difference. When Joe Lieberman did that, he had lost the Democratic primary to the, who is now the current governor of Connecticut, that being Ned Lamont. Ned Lamont at the time, when um, Bush and Cheney were in office, um, defeated Joe Lieberman because the Democrats were so upset that Lieberman as they saw, was caucusing with Republicans and campaigned on issues which they found him to be a fraud, and that's why they voted him out. But instead of acknowledging defeat and just sitting on the sideline, Lieberman decided to register as an independent to get back on the ballot for the general election, and then he was elected by Republicans who were fans of Bush and Cheney, and pretty much the entire party at that time were fans of Bush and Cheney, as well as independent leaning Republicans. And thus, Joe Lieberman was voted back in office and pretty much robbed Ned Lamont of any opportunity of getting into the general election. It was supposed to have been Ned Lamont versus the Republican nominee, I can't remember the person's name, but he wasn't well known as Joe Lieberman was. And you had Republicans 
not voting for the Republican nominee, but voting for the more better known nominee, that being Joe Lieberman, however independent, who was lock and step with the Bush, Cheney, and Republicans, thus being an absolute fraud. And a lot of Democrats seeing Kristen Sinema as a fraud. I mean, for constituents that have to, and of course, these, these were women, that having to chase her to a point where she thought she could run into a restroom and hide in a bathroom stall to avoid talking to reporters and avoid answering constituents' questions as to, we put you in office to take care of these issues that you said you're going to campaign on, and you turn around and betray us. We want to know why. What's going on? And I would dare suggest that everybody that's listening to me right now, and we look at Joe Manchin, and we look at Kirsten Cinema, and you ever have an encounter with them, ask them this critical question. Don't ask them if Republicans have had a hand in controlling on how you vote. Ask them which ones. Just come out and say that and let them deny if there's any Republican influence going on. But you got to hit hard and hit home with those particular questions because it doesn't make sense otherwise. How in the world is it they campaign on a set of issues to win your vote in office because they knew and everyone knew that you, our fellow Democrats, were hurting in your respective state and your um, residential location. And now the people that you put into office have done a 180 degree and appears to have servicing and benefiting um, the very people that are hurting you to begin with, that you feel betrayed. Start asking well, the very hardcore questions and give it tough love. Well, Mike, as, Michael, as, um, go ahead, Victor. I was going to say that Michael brought it up, and I was thinking the same thing about Joe Lieberman. And before then, we remember Joe Lieberman as who? Uh, the running mate to Al Gore in the 2000 yeah. election? Mm-hmm. Joe Lieberman. Mm-hmm. Joe Lieberman uh, sided with Republicans more than Democrats. And Michael hit the nail on the head. Kirsten Cinema is just doing it before she's primary, becoming independent. Whereas opposed to uh, like Michael said, Joe Lieberman did it after he lost after he lost the primary to Ned Lamont. So I wouldn't be surprised if the same thing happened with Joe Manson. I would not be surprised because West Virginia um, overall is a pretty red state. And um, he would probably be struggling to be reelected it's because as long as he holds that D next to his name, the mm-hmm. Republicans and some of the independents who lean to the right, they're going to say that you're going with the liberal agenda. And so, try, so to try to keep from being associated with that, I would not be surprised if Joe Manchin come out within the next couple of months and register as independent as well. Bernie Sanders, and I cannot think of the other senator's name in um, Maine. What is Maine. his name? Uh, I cannot think of his name either at the moment. 
but I know exactly who you're talking about because we but do he, have we do have. Uh, who is that? But he he and Bernie Sanders already caucus with Democrat. As a matter of fact, um, when Bernie Sanders first ran for president, I personally was pretty excited because um, I could remember listening to Bernie Sanders on Al America Radio do his Friday segment with um Al Franken, and um. I, I really loved the things that he was talking about, the agenda he had, because one thing that Bernie Sanders said that always stuck with me, nobody that works 40 hours a week should live in poverty. Nobody who works 40 hours a week should be struggling to try to pay their basic bills, to try to pay bills for their rent, try to pay bills for the utility, try to pay, pay bills for whatever mode of transportation they have to take to get to their employer. So Bernie Sanders on that side, I can understand. And um, Maine, I'll, I'll get that name later. Forgive me. Susan Collins. <laughs> because they still Susan they still Collins is the senator from Maine. Okay, yes, exactly. So they still caucus with Democrats. Whenever a vote come up, they're with the Democrats. Kirsten Sinema. Always up in the air. She was the main one that kept the um, the, the minimum raise, the minimum raise from being raised. Mm-hmm. She was the one that, if you remember, she walked up there and she put the thumb down. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. who can live off of seven dollars and twenty-five cents an hour? Nobody. And then the Republican would turn around and say, "Well, that's just for people who working at uh." the fast food restaurant, so on and so forth. But guess what? Years ago, before I went in the Army, I worked at a fast food restaurant. There was many grown adults that worked in that fast food restaurant as well who were trying to pay oh, yeah. their rent or more, who were trying to pay their utilities, who were trying to pay the bill for their basic needs. So don't hand me that hall wash that, oh, it's just for teenagers trying to work a job part-time. No. And, and, and I, it goes back mm-hmm. to what I said about Republicans. They throw out these half-truths, whole lies, half-truths, but whole lies, and expect people to believe them because they expect people not to research and learn for themselves. Half-truths, mm-hmm. Hustle Walker, and whole lie, Hustle Walker. Ooh, ooh, and ooh. It, we can do that. It. It, 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 it was awful how that whole, well, we have to do a show on that one coming up sometime, guys. <laughs> uh, that's a whole show by itself. Hey, folks, you listen to the community call. I'm on with Victor and Michael and myself this, this afternoon, and we want to thank them for being a part of the show. Uh, guys, before before we, we blow a head gasket here, which I feel like we have already, I got one thing to say. The House passed the Respect for Marriage Act. And it's on the president's desk. What do you guys think of this one? With this, this could be our last, our last bullet point for this afternoon. Uh, Michael, what's your thoughts on it, sir? Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. What's your thoughts on what's happening? Oh, okay. I'm glad they passed it. In respect for marriage, because you know, of course, this was protecting the LGBTQ uh, community to same-sex marriages. You know, it's not my cup of tea, but, you know, I'm already married to my wife, right, of 22 years. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, she's a bit senior to me, 
But the whole thing is we have what's in our hearts that is the love and chemistry that's between us. And that is a key element to any marriage. I still respect my religion. I'm Catholic. I'm Christian. And I believe in loving one another, respecting the rights of others, do unto others as you have what have them do unto you. I just quoted a whole bunch of scripture, scriptural passages from the Bible, from the Gospels, taught by one Jesus Christ himself, all right, who has never said anything against um, same-sex marriages or anything like that. All he taught, called us to do was to give each other equal treatment. With that said, just as I would not want anyone interfering in my marriage, who am I or who are any of us to interfere in somebody else's marriages or relationships? I gave, um, I gave a scenario, if you remember, um, Murray, the lesson about 10 households in a neighborhood, each of them having two occupants of the same gender. But two of those 10 pairs are actual, um, are actual people in an intimate relationship. Granted, we did not have same-sex marriages yet, but eight, eight of the 10 pairs are just roommates splitting the cost of living, having roommates, while two of them are in an intimate relationship. The question is, which two of those pairs, which two of those 10 pairs are in an intimate relationship? Can you pick them out? The actual answer is, it's hard to pick them out. You can't pick them out. And then guess what? The moral of the story is, you're not supposed to pick them out because it's none of your business. It's none of our business. So I really believe that's why the Respect for Marriage Act finally passed, not just to protect the LGBTQs, but to also protect interracial marriages, as I have interracial family um, family members, as well as many others that are listening to the sound of my voice, and many others that I personally know. You have interracial marriages. You have marriages in which um, the spouses may be significant years apart or maybe close in years you have the the female that might you have the wife that may be older than the husband you know that's my marriage for the record it's not just the traditional same um race husband older wife younger and what's the other thing i'm looking for um and both of them of heterosexual defying marriage. No, it is not that. It may be that of one particular religion, but rest assured, you go into um, cities that have the Respect for Marriage Act and perform same-sex marriages under the government, under the Constitution. It's supposed to be equal, equal opportunity for people to spend the rest of their lives together and however loving way that they feel fit. If you do not want to call it a marriage, that's why we had 
at one time the opportunity to call um, the same-sex union in which couples that were not married but declared committed to one another could enjoy the same benefits and fruits as a married couple. But Republicans didn't want that. So now you've got Respect for Marriage Act. And it was so ridiculous how one of those right-wing female, far right-wing female um, Republicans was on the floor um, blasting this decision, even to the point of sobbing and crying and begging, please, please, defend the meaning of marriage. You know, I shouldn't mock them, but as it's it goes back to what you were saying. Crocodile it goes back Michael. what you said. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> the whole thing is, it goes back to what Murray was saying, and Lord knows Murray was getting a kick out of how ridiculous all of this is sounding. It's funny in a way, but it's not so funny because we shouldn't be having this discussion. We shouldn't be Absolutely. at this particular point of direction. Why can't people learn to get along and respect the privacy of others just as much as they would want others to respect their own privacy? Come on. Michael, Michael. Go ahead. um, Go, Victor. Y'all, I I have to go. Um, Do you remember back in, I think it was 2004 or 2006, 2006, Republicans had this campaign saying that they were voting against same-sex marriage because they want to save the marriage of family. They want to save all the marriages out here. So I seen a little um, cartoon drawing in the, I think it was the Newsweek magazine. There was a husband saying, baby, I'm going to save our marriage. And she said, what you going to do? You going to stop drinking? You going to stop hanging out late? You going to stop cheating? He said, no, I'm going to vote against the same-sex marriage bill. I'm going to vote, yeah, vote against the same-sex marriage Oh, my God. So once again, I have truth that they are so famously famous at doing because this was one of the biggest things that was going on in the Bush administration. Bill Clinton made it in the military, don't ask, don't tell. Because when I first went in the military in 1986, if anybody found out that you was of the LGBTQ community or gay, you can be um, kicked out. So Bill Clinton then said, don't ask, don't tell. So I know some gay soldiers, good soldiers. So then Obama came along, and Obama said you could serve gay openly. Have gone well. It have not destroyed our military because they were saying that this is going to destroy our military. No, it's not. So as Mike was saying, we respect their wishes. I have a niece who is LG, um, LBGTQ. I love her. I love her dearly. Like Michael said again, is it my cup of tea? No. My wife and I have been married for 21 years. And we respect their marriage just like we respect the marriage of a man and woman. And the only reason that they haven't gone after an interracial marriage is because of who Clarence Thomas is married to, who herself is a Lexington denier. Um, because I think it was in 1996, if Murray, do you remember, in the state of South Carolina, 
they had it mm-hmm. on the um, books during the presidential election. They do want to keep the law in the books about banning interracial marriage. 
leave it on that note. Michael, thanks for being part of the show. We want to thank Victor who stepped who stepped away from the show. Hey, folks, continue to listen to the Community Call podcast. You can find us on every podcast platform out there, Applecott Podcast and others. Um, the Community Call podcast. We're gonna. We hope that you have a great week ahead, and we want to thank you for listening to another great episode. Have a great week coming, folks. Peace. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Are you listening to the same old political talking points? Then check out the community call for a new perspective on politics. Left. Right. Center. We bring it together with an open and honest political discussion. Thanks for listening to the community call. Be sure to tune in next time for another rousing discussion.